Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It is the Monday show on a Wednesday, Newcastle United through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, having beaten Blackburn Rovers 4-3 on penalties 1-1 after extra time. I'm Andrew Musgrove, joined by Aaron Stokes. And ladies and gents, if you ever doubted Aaron's commitment to this podcast, <laughs> it is his day off after finishing work at 1pm last night in the morning, 1am rather, um, he's come onto the podcast uh, to talk Newcastle United's progression into the FA Cup quarterfinal. Aaron, late night for you. You well? Yeah, late night. And um, I mean, thank you very much for the for the comment there. But I can guarantee I would not be sat here if they'd lost. Um, I am a complete... Oh Well, he did make that clear, ladies and gents, as well. In our discussion, <laughs> I mean, if you want to know about yeah, transfer discussions, it was all about me trying to negotiate with Aaron on Sunday and Monday. Would you come on the podcast today? And he said, only if Newcastle United win. Goodness me, that's the commitment so, yeah. to it. So that was the that was the the most important thing last night, getting a win so that we could do an extra episode today. Um, but yeah, late night, um, a nervy night, a tense night, a, a, a downright horrible night, but they got the job done. Well, that's it. And I, and I have to be honest, I was hoping this morning after a decent night's sleep, which I didn't get because my little one's picked up a sickness bug. bug. So, I mean, I, I haven't had any sleep, really. But I did hope that I'd wake up and feel a little bit better about Newcastle's performance. A great result, but a dire performance. And in many ways, Aaron, some people may think, you know, if they didn't know the result, we'd be talking about a defeat because there were a lot of mm. negatives in the performance. we we'll start with... The positive so because that's what we're going to try and do yeah. progression into the quarterfinal of the FA Cup for the first time since 2007 I think that's about the 10th time I've said it in the space of two minutes brilliant let's keep saying it because I'm all here for it you had clever game management and taking Isaac off on 60 minutes to protect him for Saturday Trippier not playing extra time to save his legs Joe Willick getting through unscathed Elliot Anderson back okay didn't have a touch but he scored his penalty um, so there were you know you positive Anthony Gordon looking electric as playing Martin Dubravka's brilliant performance. So they're the positives, quite a few negatives, but we'll stick with the positives for now. Come on, let's start with say Martin Dubravka's performance. Great to see him, you know, doing what he's paid for, yes, but some great saves, important saves. The hero of the night, he's had a tough few months. Turns out he's been ill, so that's maybe a reason why he's been uh, below par. Conceded the most goals in the Premier League since replacing Nick Pope in goal. Um, Last night, though, showed you exactly why Newcastle United wanted to keep him as Pope's backup. Brilliant performance by him. Well, I thought I was going to come on the pod today and be the positive one to your to your negative, but you've just you've just reeled off pretty much all my ten positives there in the space of thirty seconds. Um, look, I think I think the main positive is that they're through to the next round. Yes, it wasn't pretty, but that is the nature of these cup ties sometimes, especially going away to places like Ewood Park, um, and ultimately that's the most important thing. On Dubravka, I thought he was absolutely fantastic from minute one. You know, I thought he was the hero in normal time, the hero in extra time, and the hero in the shootout. It was just one of those nights where, you know, he just looked unbeatable pretty much, apart from that unfortunate defensive mistake for, for the goal. Um, I, I saw a, a couple of tweets about Dubravka this morning saying that he's finally had his redemption arc after that Manchester United move. I mean, it's been a long time in the making. But yeah, he was absolutely fantastic. Um and I think it just it begs the question uh, as to whether we should talk about who you wanted in between the sticks last night, because I'm not sure whether you said it on a podcast or just said it in me off air, but you were all for Loris Carrier's keeping his, keeping his position, weren't you? 
What are you doing digging us out like that, man? I'll, there's some context to that. I said if Martin's Bravka wasn't 100% fit, you'd, pay, you'd, you'd play a carriers because he didn't do too bad of a job against Arsenal. Look, Martin's Bravka was, was well enough, whether he was 100%, you'll never know, but he was well enough to play against Blackburn and he did a remarkable job. Some really important saves and none less than the, the two penalties that he saved. Um, and yeah, you know, great boost for his confidence because it has been a tough time for him replacing Nick Pope. I mean, replacing Nick Pope is one thing. Mm-hmm. And look, Nick Pope can do things that Martin Braffer can't, namely he's confident coming off his line to a certain extent, but he seems to organise the defence better. But, you know, from a shot-stopping perspective, Dubravka was fantastic. And it's really important that he's had that performance, I think, to yeah. um, just to pick him up because it has, as I say, been a, a tough time for him. And, and it sounds, um, you know, from what was coming out last night, that Dubravka really isn't 100% still um, and was pretty much touch and go uh, for last night's game. Obviously got the nod and, and, and it proved to work wonders. Really, really important for him because, as you say, conceded a lot of goals since coming back in the team. He has also put in some fantastic performances, namely at Liverpool and, and games like that. But they were always tinged because they were conceding so many goals despite his performances. Um, so really, really pleased for him on a, on a personal level as well. Um, and also a, a little shout out to Ainsley Pears and the other goal because the Blackburn keeper was equally as fantastic at the other end. Um made some really, really crucial saves later on. I thought that both book it was absolutely fantastic last night. And Geordie Toon for life says redemption for Miggy. There's another positive because he's another man who's been getting a bit of stick, didn't start yesterday, but comes off the bench and, and probably was the, the man who changed the game. A wonderful assist for, for Anthony Gordon and Blackburn had done so well up to the that point, up to the introduction of, of Almiron. It, it seemed to be his running that that really found a weakness within Blackburn for, for probably the first time in the game. Yeah, I think he was he was definitely the best player on the pitch for the last half an hour, 40 minutes or so of the game when he came on. Um and it, it was it was a, a weird performance for Miggy last night. And I say that because he was playing with a with a the confidence of a player who has been scoring goals for fun and obviously that hasn't been the case. But I thought he was he just looked very, very calm and composed on the ball. He was picking it up, he was trying to make things happen. Um of, as you say, Tate Gordon could have grabbed himself another one or two assists. Um, so really, really positive for him to come on because if I'm completely honest, when he made those, when Howe made the triple change on the hour mark, I was scratching my head a little bit because I understand obviously Isaac and Willock have got to be managed with their game time. But I thought Newcastle was starting to turn a corner in the game. And a little bit like Arsenal the other day when Newcastle were finally starting to find a rhythm and then he changed it. Um but I actually thought Miggy did really well. Um, obviously, Willock gets protected. I thought Harvey Barnes probably had a night that he'll want to forget pretty quickly. Um, but on the whole, I thought that the game management, which I'm sure we'll go on to, was actually pretty good from Hal. Yeah, it was because he's been criticised this season for the lack of game management. So it was quite refreshing, having said that word in a while, it was quite refreshing to see him make those changes to protect Willock, to protect Isaac to protect Trippier because he knows Saturday's game against Wolves is going to be really, really tough. You know, they're, they're in good form at the moment. They were pointing a place above Newcastle United. And he knows that those three players are going to be key to, to getting all three points on, on Saturday. But not only that, to protect them longer term because you don't want Isaac pulling up and then missing three or four games. You don't want Joe Willick doing the same, etc. Et so, yeah, great um, game management from, from, from Howe in that instance. And then... The substitution as well to bring Ali Anderson on for Lewis Miley was quite an interesting one. Clearly, they felt Ali Anderson was better place to put the ball in the back of the net, um, and it worked. 
Yeah, it did. Um, I think it was it was quite telling that we didn't see Elliot Anderson earlier in the game. Obviously, there was, there was a lot of people calling from during the game. Um, but it's clear that, you know, having had such a long time out, you know, hasn't played since mid-October, um, he's going to be really, he's back. They clearly thought that he was the man to take the penalty and he did an absolutely fantastic job with it. Um, I think the only sort of point of contention around that move was the fact that it was Miley who came off, having already come on. And Sean Longstaff, who you know looked dead on his feet for pretty much 110 of the 120 minutes, was still kept on the pitch. But look, it worked wonders. Um, I actually thought Miley played quite well when he came on. Um, I thought he, you know, he was measured and calm at a, at a moment when the game needed that. Um, but look, it's fantastic to see Anderson back. I, I can't wait to see more of him. Um, and I think it's just another option for that midfield. I mean, look at where we were a couple of weeks ago when it was constantly that three. You've now got real options in there with Willock and Anderson back. You certainly have. Um, and Anthony Gordon as well, looking like uh, the, the danger man for Newcastle United as per. And I'll, I'll let you guys into a, a little a little secret. Not really a secret, but behind the, the curtain kind of thing. So I was watching last night on the iPlayer and it turned out my stream was, was two, three minutes behind uh, whatever stream Aaron was watching uh, a trusty PTV license, Aaron. Um, and I text Aaron straight after Anthony Gordon had missed that golden chance where he just puts it in at the keeper's midriff, really just needs to lift it over him and it's, and it's a goal. He had a similar one the last time out at St. James's Park. And in big caps, I text in, Anthony Gordon can play as a third striker, no worries. And then literally as I sent that text, in real time, Anthony Gordon scored. So that is me shut up well and truly. The point I'm making is he... He's carrying Newcastle, isn't he? Because he's the only one that really looks a threat. Because as we'll get on to, Newcastle have got through, but it wasn't pretty. And 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 other than him and uh, Dubravka, it, it's it's quite you'd be you'd be pushed to really say anyone else came out there without with it without with, with, with some credit. But mm-hmm. um, Anthony Gordon, the third striker that you, you that you're seeing. Yeah, 28 minutes past nine last night. Big capital letters. Gordon can be the sand in striker. My arse. Don't say that. 21.30. Haha, my stream is two minutes behind. Now, I actually saw that message flash up on my screen and thought you were talking about the goal and I thought you were agreeing with me. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a little amusing one last night. Look, I thought you were, I know. Gordon was absolutely fantastic last night um, from the start, you know, what he can do out wide and what he can do through the middle offers them just such variance um, at a time when they really need it. And I, and I think you I think you bang on. I think he carried the, the outfield players last night while Dubravka obviously kept it safe at the back. Um, and look, you know, let's let's not disguise the fact it was a really, really poor performance on the whole. And the cattle suddenly look like they just can't break teams down when they sit sat behind the ball, compact and, and really tight, which Blackburn, to their credit, were from, from minute one to minute 120. Um, but Gordon can just offer something so much different on the ball, off the ball, taking players on out wide, obviously carrying it through the middle. You know, he should have done better with that chance last night. I actually think he probably should have squared it at Miggy. And I think if he had his time again, he would. But look, let's not talk about that because 30 seconds later, he, he does what I, I knew he could do and put the ball in the net as a central striker. Um, good finish. He could have had he could have had two or three last night, um, but he, he was the standout for me in terms of the outfield players. Indeed. And let's talk about the penalty shootout because Newcastle and I very rarely win penalty shootouts, but there mm. were most of them were, were calm and composed. You mentioned Harvey Barnes. 
uh, missing, but you know, Bruno putting the ball in the back of the net, Gordon, you know, really important, obviously, that Newcastle win that penalty shot to go through the next round. But, um, you know, that'll do them the world of good. Just the fact they've won a penalty shot to the next time they have to do one, they can actually say, actually, you know what, we can win shootouts. Well, you know what, they start, I mean, Bar and Chelsea, they are actually winning the last few shootouts. Um, under how they obviously had a couple last season in the run of the Carabao Cup final. Um, I mean, the absolute stones on Bruno to to do a, a penalty like that. Fabian Cher as well, calmly rolling it um, beyond the goalkeeper. And and Elliot Anson, as I said, I thought the penalty was fantastic as well. So you sort of go into, well, I think me pessimistically go, goes into these penalty shootouts thinking, well, they've got no chance. And I mean, look, you know how nervous I was on Derby Day. You, you were there with me on the morning. You saw the pain etched over my face. I think I was actually more nervous last night going into extra time and penalties than I was for the derby. Um, I had a real fear of trepidation that they were going to go out in such a disappointing way. And to be fair to the lads, they did absolutely fantastic in the show, Barnes aside. Um, and now, look, it's just they need to they need to get the performances back on track. You know, last night's result masked a really really poor performance. Wolves, I know, is is filling you with dread on Saturday. Um, and the fixtures don't really get much easier from there. So let's hope this is the stepping stone. But how many times have we said that this season? We said it after Fulham on the 16th of December. They obviously go and lose to Chelsea and, and Luton and Forest over the Christmas period. We sort of said it after the derby. And, you know, yes, OK, they put that unbeaten run together. But it, it wasn't that big launch pad that we thought it was going to be um, this time with players coming back. Hopefully it will be. Now, how big of a win was this for Eddie Howe? Because we said prior to the game he, he really needs it because kind of the season hinges on it. But given how bad the performance was, does that dilute the victory and the progression in the next round slightly? Because we're sitting here and while we're celebrating going to the quarterfinals, we're also about to pick apart this performance. And, you know, it, it, it's quite easy to do because it was, it was dire. So it, it doesn't kind of make everything go away does it and it, you kind of summed it up actually it kind of masks the issues mm -hmm. that we are, are know that we know are there yeah I, I actually wrote about this I mean in the very very early hours of this morning so I, I'm, I'm trying to remember what I actually said it was about two o'clock but um I actually wrote based off some of the things I've seen in reaction to the to the getting through about sort of where it leaves how now how was overriding emotion he said last night was relief i think that was the overwhelming reaction for all of us um but it was quite telling that i saw quite a few people even though they got through given the manner of the performance were actually starting to say look is it time that we move on from anyhow and i think the negativity that surrounds the performance in some people's minds will outweigh the result because it was blackburn away 16th in the championship in really bad form we had a, a very, very strong team out. We couldn't break them down. Um, and and I think if they'd lost last night, I think we really would have seen the tide turn for the first time in Howe's Premiership. I think we would have actually seen a real pressure placed on his head because, it, you know, the season wouldn't be over because they've still, they're still in touch and distance in the league. But the success of this season rests on getting very, very far in the FA Cup. I mean, they've got to go through to at least the semis. And I think even then, they'll be wanting a final again. Um, 
and I saw one um, publication last night, and I, and I won't name them, but they said, Dubravka spares how the sack. And I thought, okay, we're well, maybe jumping the gun a bit here. But I think, yes, that's probably inaccurate, but I think it's it spared him maybe some outside noise, maybe some outside criticism, but I don't think the pressure's fully off him yet. And because, well, it, it isn't because of the, the performance and it was so off the pace. But it's yeah. I think the more worrying thing is, it's what we've kind of come to expect from Newcastle. You know, this has kind of been Newcastle of late. You know, the Arsenal performance was, was, wasn't was great, but people put that down to Arsenal being an elite side, probably going to win the Premier League. But this is Blackburn, as you mentioned, four points off the drop zone, mm-hmm. struggling, usually conceding a boatload of goals, although John Eustace has shored it up. But they looked like the team that wanted it more. Newcastle were second to most of the balls. They were times looking like they were running through cement like but it's not the first time we're saying this so what has to change what can anyhow do because usually the answer is well you've got to give him time to get everyone back but he's now got the options so is it now just a case of bedding in and and hoping that the return of Ellie Anderson the return of Joe Willick that will change everything for Freddie Howe and Newcastle United going forward Look, I, th- I think first and foremost, I mean, the results need to continue in terms of, you know, they're not losing too many games, but the performances need to be better. You know, draws against Bournemouth and Luton were not good. The Arsenal performance, we obviously don't need to go over. Last night was really, really concerning. When Newcastle had the ball, not when they were out of possession, we've talked loads about them conceding goals, but actually last night we saw them really, really devoid of ideas for breaking down a, a second-tier team. Um so look, I think I think the performance need, needed to be better, uh, and I think we need to start seeing the Newcastle of old under how where they were playing this you know, free flowing football, and and that will come if they keep these big players fit. You know, touch wood, um, Isaac and Willick. You know, if they can stay the course, then Newcastle will get better. But I just think you look at the last couple of games, and you can look at it both ways. You know, yes, they've only lost one in the last seven since Manchester City. But you look at some of those games, Fulham in the Cup, they they were laboured in that game. They were laboured last night, hammered off Arsenal, dropped two points at Bournemouth and Luton. Again, that run has maybe masked a bit of Newcastle's problems. Um, And I think going forward now, playing the likes of Wolves, playing the likes of Chelsea, who are in and around them, um, it's going to be absolutely key to, one, how far they go this season, two, whether how can maybe stave some of this pressure away, um, and look, it's absolutely crucial who they get in the cup because, as I said, that is now for me should be absolutely priority number one. You've got to focus on the cup now because without it, and if they go out in the quarter final, I think I think that pressure turns up a notch on how rightly or wrongly for me, I still think it's the man. I think it's funny, isn't it? We always talk about that credit in the bank that he's got, but now we're starting to me maybe see it's being spent a bit. How far can that credit take him? And for me, as I said, I think he's still the man. I'm, I'm nowhere near wanting a change of manager, as, as some people might be. But I do you know, understand and see that it, it does maybe need a change in terms of performances. And yeah, and I'm back on Eddie Howe to turn this around. I think he might need to be a bit less stubborn, though, and I think he might have to really consider some sort of system change, whether it be three at the back, whether it be five, because the system at the moment isn't working because for it to work, you need to be clinical going forward. But Newcastle aren't doing that, and they're just so open, really lacking that kind of defensive discipline in midfield. 
and the pace at the backs costing Newcastle as well. Um, there's loads of people in, in, in the comments asking a few questions, but I just want to ask you um, first and foremost uh, on, on this point, and I've, I've, I've kind of alluded to already in the show, but some listening to this will, will, will be thinking, what, what, what are we doing here? Newcastle United have got through the cup. Mm-hmm. We should be, you know, celebrating that. But it, it, it is a fair point to say you can celebrate the progression, but also be critical of, of what we saw. Yeah, look, I, I, I mean, I, I do hope I'm not coming across too negative. I'm absolutely delighted that they're through the next round. But I, I don't think anyone will look at that performance last night and say that it was, you know, great or good or deserving. I think ultimately, on the balance of 120 minutes, Blackburn were probably the better of the two teams. I mean, they had some fantastic chances in the first and second half. Um, and I think Eddie Howe summed it up last night. The main feeling that I had last night was just pure relief. It wasn't, you know, the joy of getting through. It was... They have dodged a bullet there. They've dodged a really embarrassing banana slip against an out-of-form championship team. Um, but look, as I said, I, I, I hope I can provide some positives and, and we've mentioned a few already. And one thing I will say is that, look, we've seen anyhow, it's been very uncharacteristic this season that they've put together long runs without winning or you know long patches where they've been really out of form. Um I think they just need it to start clicking. And I think once it starts clicking again, they'll be off and running. The season's, there's so much still to play for this season. Players are coming back. Last night will have done some players an absolute world of good. Probably Miggy, Martin Dubravka, undoubtedly. Um, but it's, it's a big few weeks. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. Let's get into the comments then. John says, I was very disappointed and concerned about how much Shaw and Longstaff were, uh, how poor they were last night. They give the ball away in silly positions and I think they need to be taken out of the team. What do you think? Um, yeah, look, Sean Longstaff last night, I thought, was um, was off the pace. I didn't think he, he did much with the ball either. Um, but he looks like a, a player who has probably played the last 15 games running without really being taken off. I thought he would probably be sacrificed last night. Um, at some stage in the game, he wasn't. Um, and, I, and, I, and I do agree to a similar extent to Fabian Cher and Jamal Lascelles. I thought it wasn't their best night. Um, by the way, Sammy Smodick's up front for Blackburn. He's going to have some suitors because he was absolutely fantastic um, last night. Best player on the pitch for me in, in, in normal time. Um, so... Yeah, look, I think it was an off performance from a lot of them. I don't think those two can really be singled out. I thought um, Barnes didn't really have a good cameo when he came on. Uh, Dan Byrne was a little bit off the pace. I thought there was a night where just, you know, apart, as we've mentioned earlier, apart from Gordon and Dubravka, there was no real standout performances over a long period of time. Um, but just on long stuff, I think I think he's he's been running the ground and I think you can tell his biggest quality last season was the energy and what he would give you off the ball. I just don't think we're seeing that at the minute. It just looks very slow on the ball and it doesn't look like he's got that confidence either. There was a moment, I'm not even going to try and guess at which stage of the game was, but when he's played forward, I think it was in extra time and he's played forward and he just needs to keep going with the ball, but he puts his foot in, turns and then waits for someone else to come with it. But if he goes forward, take a shot, you know, force a foul, he just doesn't look like he's got that confidence and you know, I'd like to see him taken out of the side. I don't think he will do. I think it'll be Miley, Willick and Bruno on Saturday. Although, eh, Sorry, Longstaff, Bruno and Willick on Saturday. I would play Miley, but, um, you know, I'm not Eddie Howe. That's why he's played the big bucks. And, yeah, Cher, 
I think shares kind of slipped back into his old ways slightly. You know, he's been fantastic over the last uh, 18 months or so, but was, he's just looking a little bit lackadaisical, I think is, is probably the word. Um, but then again, like you say, he wasn't the only one. Um, Jamal LaSalle's terrible mistake by LaSalle's. But what I will say, you know, players make mistakes all the time. I mean, Cher has one in his game every, uh, you know, every week. And uh, we don't see the... The, the the come back on him all that often when I, and, and I'm all for that we shouldn't be you know jumping on the back of players but you know Lascelles misjudged it but hey look yeah I'm not gonna you know hang him out to dry um but yeah it's it's I really wish we were sitting here talking about being happy and positive but it is it, it, it is difficult and I think we need a good performance alongside a win for everybody's sake on Saturday don't we and look, that that could quite easily happen. You know, I think Newcastle United at St James's Park, yes, they haven't been showing their best selves lately, but you've got to be confident that they've got to be better than Luton and Bournemouth. Um, as long as, you know, such a gruelling match last night hasn't taken too much out of them. Um, and look, there's there's plenty of reasons to be positive. They are in the next round of the FA Cup. That is the main thing. That is the only thing that really, really matters. Um, really excited for the draw tonight. Really hoping that it's... Who who are we want in? Who's in it? Who's left in it? Leicester, Coventry, is it? I mean, want Coventry, those, I think. One of those Coventry's home would do me. Would be would be delightful, yeah. Uh Sean says, What a game. Great result. Blackburn were outstanding. Uh, Martin Dubravka played well. Our hero, great saves. Our midfield again looked like it was struggling. Longstaff looked lost in midfield. He felt Miley and Bruno were brilliant. Still need a striker and a left back and a whole midfielder in the summer. Miggy was outstanding when he came on. Gordon, again, was outstanding too. Barnes a bit rusty, uh, but that's with him being injured. You know, I think Sean's kind of just summed it all up there, hasn't he? He has. I think we can just all go home and, and log off now because that sums it up. Um, yeah, uh, look, I think on, on Blackburn as well, they were they were very good. And I, and I I know we said this about Arsenal being very good and, and Blackburn being very good, but they were. They, they give as good as they got. They defended very compactly. Um, and very well, they looked a threat going forward. I'm just going to try find a comment here from Johnny a bit earlier, because just on the flip side of that, I know I'm praising Blackburn and Arsenal, but Johnny says it feels like we are coming up against the best version of all these teams: Blackburn, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Luton. Just wonder if we are unlucky or whether we're making these teams better. And I think that's the thing, you know. We're Blackburn good because we allowed them to be good. We're Arsenal fantastic because we just let them be. As you say, Wolves are a very, very good team. They're in form. They're starting to pick up results. They've leapfrogged Newcastle in the league. Saturday is a game where we can't let Wolves play their game and Newcastle really need to find that front foot football again. Hmm, I certainly do. And it's really interesting, the reaction to uh, the performance, because as you say, there are a few more people on social media and that's not always the the bar to, to judge how people are really feeling, but there are a few people... Um, questioning how's future at the club but just looking at the comments here watching live and i think this is probably the majority um you know across the fan base we've already said it eddie howe is still the man for newcastle United. just needs his players back you know we've got Derek saying i was missed key players all season he's shown what he can do last season when we had a fit squad and uh, jake says as soon as the going gets tough people want to change give the manager a chance and that just that's kind of the consensus, especially with people watching live and the consensus of us, you know, when he gets these players back, I'm fully expecting the performances to have an upturn and we will start to see 
Newcastle United with that high press, with that energy, with that stamina. And they'll, I still think they'll finish the season strongly and Eddie Howe will lead them into next season and still be here for, for many years to come. I really, I really hope so. I really, I really do. And I, and I was sort of a little bit disheartened last night at how much of the reaction I saw going the other way and saying it was time for change because I don't think it's time for change yet. Um, this is really the first period and coming close to three, three years where we're actually, you know, talking about Eddie Howe being under real pressure. Do we give him that sort of leeway and say, look, he's, he's got to have time to get it back? I think so. While I'm still in the FA Cup, I certainly think so. While I'm still in the hunt for European football, I still think so. Um, but look, the next couple of weeks are going to be absolutely crucial, not just for the club, but for him as well. Hmm. Fingers crossed they can pick three points against Wolves on Saturday. But yes, Newcastle United into the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Let's celebrate that. Let's be <laughs> joyful and happy. And then they get Coventry at home, hopefully in the next round. And then they, they get through... Uh, to the semi-finals and a, and a trip down to Wembley on the cards, you know, and it does, as I mentioned on Monday, feel a little bit like that kind of Ruud Hullet, Kenny Daglish kind of season when, uh, you know, things weren't going well in the league and but they got to Wembley and hopefully they can get to Wembley this time and go one better but fingers crossed the league form can pick up as well and as we said, you know, when they get the players back, that's what I'm keeping my fingers crossed for when they get match fit, get a bit sharper, Newcastle and I can find their league form and who knows, can qualify for you without the need to lift the FA Cup. But Aaron, thank you for popping on to the podcast on your day off. Go and enjoy yourself. Go and watch Homes Under the Hammer or whatever you were about to do on your, your spare time. And um, to you guys watching this, and thank you as always. Hit subscribe, hit follow, leave us a rating review wherever you're watching us or join us, listening in to us from. And head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle United news. And we'll see you guys very soon. Mm-hmm.